Hello and welcome to a long overdue podcast. My apologies. Uh, when was the last time we even did one of these? This one was supposed to be recorded on like August 17th and it's September 1st. It's a whole so different month. I saved the questions. Oh, nice. Um, so there's that. Yeah. Um, but we've been busy doing stuff. And uh, if you look behind Mr. Ron Baugh, that's a different apartment. It is. I'll even I'll give you a quick peek around. Woo! Yeah, I'm not he's I'm not fully unpacked and, and decorated, so that's all you get. He's ditched the the concrete factory style for the um for the uh more modern loft. Uh, yeah. Less industrial loft, more modern loft, I guess. I have drywall, yes. so it's got wood beams, yep. fancy. Traded the fancy. concrete for wood beams. Trade the concrete for air conditioning. Mm-hmm. Hell's yeah. Most important. Um, so you would think that we've taken so long that I would have this huge agenda filled with auctions and stores. Did you even sit and all kinds of shit? I got nothing, bro. All good. Because uh, I know you though. You were at Monterey Car Week, so spill yes. it. What was what? Tell us. Oh my God! So I I half volunteered, half was recruited to uh, basically to take the Huna Pegasus, uh, Ken Blocks, uh, Pikes Peak race car, to a couple okay. events uh, surrounding Car Week. Um, the first was an event called Motorlux, which used to be the McCall Jet Center party. Oh it yeah, kind of, right. Uh, kicks the week off on that Wednesday night. So uh, I didn't know this until I got there, but uh, basically Haggerty purchased that uh, that property, so they rebranded it Motorlux. So it was uh, it was cool to see a bunch of our industry friends and um, and partners and such there, and um, had to unload the car, which was an absolute nightmare because it, not only does it not run, I mean it had no motor, but it had no brakes. So. Uh, pushing and pulling that thing in and out of a trailer. When we drove up there, I drove up with my coworker, Carl. We drove up with two cars in the trailer, and the Huna Pegasus was on top. And it was a, a Russell-built Safari 911. I think it was Safari 964 that was below. So that thing started right up, and we pulled it out. No issues like that. wasn't that dramatic. But um, considering that none of the systems worked on the Huna Pig, <coughs> it was... Uh, was not the most fun I've ever had in placing a vehicle or even just getting it out of the trailer. Because we had to, like, basically we ended up having to have a forklift to lift the tongue of the trailer in order to get the right angle. So we didn't rip the side skirts and tear the, the belly pan out of the car. And, Jesus. yeah, it was a nightmare. And, like, you know, I'm placing a wedge every two inches. You know, I have no brakes and there's nobody in the car. So uh, it was... Uh, it was a process, man. It started raining right then. The only rain of the entire weekend was oh. just as we're unloading the car and on the slick aluminum trailer floor, like the ramp is just slick aluminum. So we're like literally sliding, slipping and sliding, trying to hold this car in and people are standing behind other people's feet. And it was a production. And Jesus. in the middle of all that, as we're backing it into place and trying to pull it up onto a ramp, we broke a, broke a tow point on the back of the car it was oh. just a tow strap it wasn't an actual car but right it, but in, still. Yeah, in the middle of all this like we've got eight people trying to help us 
place this car and it was like front and center like literally like the like bell of the ball right at the entrance of the event so it was like all right let's not fuck this up let's not break anything off like it will be plainly evident if uh if we mangle this thing so it was uh it was stressful but just as we're getting it into place and like the toe strap breaks and we're just like what are we gonna do the car is stuck halfway on the ramp like going up to its uh its display position there's two like f14 or f18 pilots like stunting like because it's at the Monterey airport so these guys oh, come by yeah, and basically yeah. buzz the tower and like pull like you know like straight up climbs and like almost stall out and they're just like literally buzzing the tower and just like showing off and all this is going on and everybody like forgets what they're doing and turns and watches that i'm like yo like i'm i'm here i can't there's no windows there's no mirrors like i can't see i'm going right. backwards like you guys forgot about me and like the car's rolling forward. So it was, uh, it was a comedy of errors, but we got it where it needed to be. It was there for, uh, motor Lux that night. And then on Friday it had to be at work training, the Porsche club of America show. So we made it, got home one piece and, uh, it was a hell of a, a trip. It was basically 72 hours. Me and Carl just like being zombies and babysitting this thing, but, uh, got to go to the quail Got to hang out with a bunch of our, our industry friends, like I said. Got to uh, experience COVID. Got COVID out of the deal. So that was fun. So I was basically out of commission for the week following that. And um, Jeez. yeah, finally tested negative. Test positive for like nine or ten days straight. And then finally wow. finally tested negative just uh, yesterday. But uh, yeah, I've spent a lot of time at home and... Uh, Happened to be two homes since I moved a few days ago, but uh, yeah. it was a very mild case, so I'm thankful for that. And it was more of an inconvenience and an annoyance than anything. So uh, I'm, I'm for, I feel That's fortunate good. that uh, I got this version of it. Sure, sure. Um, how else? I mean, besides, the, did you see anything else cool besides your your own? Oh, of shit? course, of course. I mean, I I was able to uh, to snag. A, uh, a wristband to quail. I was with our buddy Mike Musto, his wife, yeah, and sure. um, Big Chris, who's uh, friends with. Uh, I think you know Chris, but uh, he's also. Yeah, I follow him on Instagram. Yeah, he's also friendly. He's a with Texas guy, right? Texas. Well, he's British, but lives in oh, is lives he? in Dallas. Yeah. I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, he's British, and uh, we had quite the British contingency between him, my coworker Carl, and um, we met. Chris's friend Zach, who has a YouTube channel called Zach's Garage. Now, Zach's Garage and Zach, I, like the kid is is super cool. Like he's super chill. We had the best time. But he is a YouTuber that uh, basically has quite the exotic car collection. Oh, he's a rich kid. He is. I think uh, his father. I, I don't. I don't know. It didn't matter like what his dad did. But um, right. basically, they were there as guests of uh, Christian von Koenigsegg. Because they they own multiple Koenigseggs. Jesus Christ! Yeah. So uh, they're at the Koenigsegg okay. house, and I think he uh, he's got a Jamera and like Regera. So he's got all kinds of shit. So How old is this dude? He's in his twenties. He's a young cat, but he was Man, really personal. Cool, he was. Fuck him. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll say this: like, I don't know if he really wants me to, but um, he he basically like we spent two nights together with that crew with Musto and Big Chris and uh, and Zach and uh, some of their friends. So there was like six or eight of us um, Thursday night that went out to dinner. We went to a British bar and pub and like had the, I mean, we were with a British crew. So I was surprised that they really wanted to do that, but they were all about it. Right. 
but uh, they. Oh, let's get the fish and chips here in Monterey. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's brilliant. It's brilliant, isn't it? It's like, it's like the equivalent of us going to fucking TGI Fridays in like fucking Italy or some shit. I'm just like, is this really yeah, what y'all want to do? And they did. Right. But uh, oh, you've got a proper McDonald's here, don't you? And I don't know this kid, and I'm being I'm being a total dick, and he might be awesome. Not I. Let, I have let me rich finish, friends. Let me finish my story. Okay, go ahead. This go is ahead. testament to how cool he was, at least to me. Like, I was surprised because he was like, I know you. Like, we met Wednesday night at the Motor Lux thing, and like, he's like, I know you from somewhere. I'm like, dude, I have no idea where. Like, you know, I've never heard of you. No offense. I mean, you do kind of look familiar, but I, I can't place it. And he was like, oh, I know you from Hoonigan. I was like, oh, okay. Well, that's interesting because I've been on like 0.25% of their total programming. So it's interesting that you would even remember me from that. But. Anyhow, he's like, you're one of the you're one of the three black blokes, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> you are on one night. Bro. That's like the time not to cut you off. That's like the time I went to the Nurburgring and I met Rob Holland. Mm-hmm. And I was like, uh, yeah, our mutual friend, Bill Caswell, told me to come up and say to you. And Rob Holland goes, did he tell you to find the one black guy? Right. I go, literally, that's what he said. Yeah. <laughs> we both started dying laughing. Accurate representation. <laughs> but uh sorry sorry go ahead anyway, i guess uh Zach, i didn't know this i i heard something going on at the table but at the dinner table thursday night it sounded like uh zach was trying to like get a bunch of his friends and like entourage into quail uh via koenigsegg Koenig, mm. koenigsegg had a big, big display they display they uh debuted the cc 850 it's like, yeah, that crazy, like, manual, also automatic. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, Zach basically was trying to get us in. I didn't realize that's what the, the story was. But um, when Koenig said, nope, no way, we can't get that many people in, like, no, just flatly shut him down. He's like, okay, cancel my Damn. cancel my order for this and this. Mm-hmm. And, like, apparently canceled. And I'm sure they, they made amends since then. But on the spot, he, he canceled orders for, like, $5 million worth of cars, if not more. And I was just like... Like, I, I heard this going on, but I had no idea it had anything to do with Whoa. us. But I was like, what? Like, once I heard later, I was like, he did that for us? I was like, oh, man, I could have at least bought him dinner. Bro, yeah. that's okay. So I respect the baller ass move to be like, all right, my friends can't come to the party after I'm going to spend this much money. Fuck these cars. Right. That's dope. Right. There's a pettiness there, too. <laughs> that's though. what I love. So, like, <laughs> there's two levels. Like, I'm I'm leaning way more heavily on I fucking appreciate it. Right. Uh, yeah. So I right. went and I checked and, his and, social media later, and like he had he had mentioned this, but didn't make a big deal about it. But his his family totally hosted the Koenigsegg family when they were in uh, in England like a few months ago. So it's not like you know this is some like brand new relationship, and they, they it's they're not, not yeah like, it's not some like crazy request. Be like yeah. yo, I need to get a few people into the party. I'm spending five million dollars, and Christian has slept in my fucking bedroom. <laughs> Um, yeah, no. Anyway, like, I mean, if you get to me, that's just like testament to the car week experience. It's like, I went there basically as a free ride, like, you know, it didn't cost the company anything extra, but I was like, I know that I'll get to meet and see some of like my favorite industry friends and, you know, hang out with them. And like our buddy Rory Carroll, he's now at RM Sotheby's, which, you know, totally dominates landscape when it comes to auctions at car week, you know. Right. They sold something like two hundred and eighty uh, million dollars worth of cars. They sold a 
uh, what do they sell for $22 million? I think it was a Ferrari race car, the the 410 that Carroll Shelby and um, Juan Manuel oh, yeah, Fangio yeah, yeah. both drove. Yeah, like, craziness. Bananas. Yeah, so it's like, you know, shit like Almost that. Almost seems low for that car. Right. But like, you know, exactly. Like we're talking about a $22 million car as a bargain. And, you know, it's like, that's just kind of the experience that you have in car week. And like, I don't mean to take it for granted, but it's like, there's everybody to some degree can experience like just get a snip of that sort of wealth and privilege and, you know, just exclusivity at car week, because when you know the right people, like it's totally cool and open. Like, you know, Rory got his passes to the auction and I sat on my hands this time because the last time I was at an RM auction, I was talking with my hands and a guy asked asked me if I wanted to buy a $2 million Mercedes. I think I was like, Oh shit, this is probably not the, uh, the venue for that. I do not. Yeah. I do not. Not interested. Not to, not tonight. Yeah. Not tonight. See you tomorrow. Um, all right. That's cool. That's cool. Car week is just bananas. Uh, yeah. That's, you know, bottom line. Like, you just have insane experiences that, you know, really can't be replicated anywhere else in the world. Like, I, I was talking to my British friends and I asked them, I was like, I imagine this is kind of like, you know, the hoopla and like surrounding like Goodwood, like Festival of Speed or the Revival. And they're just like, nope, this is on a scale like, like way above and beyond. Like, there's nothing like this in the automotive world anywhere else in the you know in the world so i hear people say that and i i cannot debunk their position because i've never been to pebble i've never been to monterey car week at all you gotta go next week i have i have been to goodwood Mm -hmm. and it was the greatest car thing i've ever been to yeah and i think I think these wealthy people like Car Week because it's almost just wealthy people and then industry and journalists. Yeah, but it's it's and then so much more than Goodwood, that. Goodwood is everyone. And it's fucking dude, Goodwood blew my mind. And I didn't go to what people say is the best one. People say revival's better than Festival of Speed. I went to Festival of Speed. Mm-hmm. I prefer the idea of Spe- Festival of Speed because it's a... Uh, I think the revival would be fun to dress up, do all that bullshit. Like, it'd be cool to do. But the Festival of Speed had... It's a greater breadth of... Right. Of, of automobiles. Exactly. And I've heard the actual best one is the members meeting because it's like the revival with less people. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, the Festival of Speed remains the greatest car thing I've been to. Yeah. And I fucked up this year. While, like I probably had the opportunity. I, I definitely had the opportunity to stay through the weekend, but we went Wednesday to Friday, basically just fulfilled mm-hmm. our obligations, got the car where it needed to be. And it was, it was a super, fuck it was a super pain in the ass to have a stacker trailer behind an F four fifty. Like there's nowhere you could park that shit. Like we parked in downtown Monterey oh, the first yeah. night and just got a bunch of tickets. And it was like, well, that's the cost of parking. Like, you know, there's write them off. Yeah. yeah. It's like, as long as the car was in the trailer, like we didn't really want to leave it too far out, out of our field of vision and, and sound. So, um, I could have stayed for the weekend. And one thing that I didn't find out about until the weekend was over was that this was the first year of the invitational hill climb going backwards up oh, the corkscrew yeah, yeah, yeah. at, yep. at Laguna Seca. So like, Laguna Seca is always fun. Like that's always my my number one draw to Car Week is the Monterey uh, historics historic races. But um, this right. year it's like a total monkey wrench and like a totally a nod to Goodwood and like that whole like 
you know, 100%. pomp and circumstances, you know, a, a, a hill climb. So I saw Matt Field was out there with his drip car, basically drifting up the hill. Our buddy J.R. Hildebrand was there. He drove the Grey uh, Ghost. Daytona? He drove the Daytona oh. in historic races, but he drove the Grey Ghost uh, Pontiac Le Mans, like Trans Am oh. racer, up the, Shit, up the hill. Shit, that's yeah. sick. Yeah. Because he's a muscle guy, too, mm-hmm. so that makes sense. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah, uh, Patrick Long drove something he drove up the hill. the Works car in, like, Right, uh, Ben Collins drove the Lucid up the hill. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there's six, there was six stuff going on. Yeah, so yeah, but it's, it's, next year, dude. It's so spread it. out, though, right? Like It's, the, it's really not Laguna, that bad. It's not hard to get around. Like, no? you know, Laguna is maybe 15, 20 minutes. I mean, with traffic, it's probably going to take you half an hour, 45 minutes to get from, say, downtown Monterey, where we happen to stay to Laguna, but like, you know, people get Airbnbs all over the peninsula. So it's like, you know, you try and get a place that's like centrally located. Like Musto's place was in Seaside, which was 10 minutes from downtown, 10 minutes from the track, 10 minutes from really? where Meekum and work training was. Track. I just want to camp. The that's track. admirable. I've, uh, I've had friends that have <laughs> taken RVs, like big fucking RVs and camped at the track. And that is like the perfect setup. In my yeah. opinion, I mean, I got a, but it's super hard to get sitting. this shit. I got a tent sitting right there that's waiting to go on top of my fucking. I'm not talking. I'm not going to talk you out of it, but I'm just not going to join you. Sure. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. to to your credit and to your point, the Marriott, which is very much a Marriott, just like any other fucking Marriott in the country, the Marriott in downtown Monterey, it was a thousand dollars a night for a two queen bed wow. room, no suite, I've, I've nothing crazy included, a thousand dollars a night. I've heard stories of the there's a Motel Six up there that there's been photos of like F forties, mm-hmm. Bugatti, yeah. like crazy shit parked outside of it. Bro, we ch- yeah. we thought about staying, like I said, through the weekend. So we were like, fuck it, if we can find somewhere to leave this truck and trailer, then we'll stay for the weekend or at least for another day. Yeah. The Motel Six was seven hundred dollars. Yeah, bananas. And that one would have been on you, right? Yeah, and like you know, it wouldn't have been so bad to split it. Like we were both fine with splitting yeah. it, but it was it was honestly you know, the lack of security for the truck and trailers. It's just like, if we, oh, yeah. if we have this million plus dollar race car stolen out from under our noses, just one off. pretty sure we can forget about going back to work on Monday. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which I didn't realize one of the guys who helped design that car is like five minutes up the road from my house right now. Who's that? One of the oil stain uh, lab Well, his shop is, his shop is the dude uh, who does uh fuck. Why am I can't think of his name? He did that vintage, that thing that looks like a vintage the Ferrari. Oh, what's no, that? No, go ahead. His, the, the first car that I saw that really made his name was this like vintage looking Ferrari F1 car, but it was like with modern shit and had an LS in it. Um, he designs like a lot of car stuff. Um, God damn it. Why can't I think of his name? And Matthew Valbuena right now is, is hearing this and screaming at me. Cause what, it's also his friend. What like, bot, what body Ferrari? What, what are we talking about? Uh, like, like, like fifties Ferrari F1. Oh, fuck. Um, I don't know that. I thought, yeah, I thought you like were talking modern about chassis. the oil stain lab. Scarbo. Scarbo. Oh, that's right. Yeah. 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 They, he they, helped design they the, the Pegasus. Yeah. And his shop is apparently fucking five minutes up the road from me. Um, around the corner from the shop where my shit gets worked on, which is hilarious to me. I didn't know that. Um, yeah. Um, I don't know where I was going with that. I didn't really have a direction. Yeah, I'll you, be honest. You made your um, point. Made it very vociferously, too. Thank no, you. No, well, nobody yeah, missed good it. Word. Good, good, strong word, vociferously. I like that. Um, 
So what else is going on in your world? We last time we talked, everybody knows you sold the Tahoe. We Did covered it? that. I, Did we talk yes. about that? Yes. It's been I'm, so long. Honestly, I feel like it's been I've, months. We talked about that. Okay. I know we talked about that, but I was Gone. I was back east Gone. riding mountain bikes with a friend and he was asking about he's like hey did ron sell and i immediately said yes because i thought he was talking about the tahoe and he's like no 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 the 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 k is it a k20 k10 and i'm like no he didn't he's like does he want a crazy price for that i'm like no i think he wants like a totally like regular normal price for it. he's like hmm this the my friend might be interested in buying that truck I just need to replace the column. I found a column. I just haven't pulled the trigger on it. Um, good friend of a friend uh, heard the story. I got a crazy echo. Do you? Nope. Okay. Let me turn. No, 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 no. Hey, 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 So anyway, yeah, it just needs a couple things, and it's I just haven't been around to work on it but now that i've gotten rid of the tahoe right. like i have some money i have some time it's just i'm honestly waiting for the weather to change and cool off a little bit oh because yeah I'm not looking forward to working on that thing in the speakeasy with temperatures what what being what they are but uh we've also figured out that we can add a couple exhaust fans like they're already holes for them we just need to punch out and then there's already wiring there and switches so we're just going to install a couple exhaust fans, get a big shop fan, and uh, that should make it a lot more tolerable so that we don't have to wait till December yeah. to work in that place. Yeah, dude, it's it's crazy right now. Uh, heat, the heat's fucking bananas. My wife and daughter went to an outdoor concert tonight, and, and she's like, I don't want to do this at all. I'm like, <laughs> Where was it? You booked it. So, uh, just around the corner at the Irvine, whatever, whatever it's the Irvine the amphitheater concert thing? place is called. Yeah, yeah. I don't know um, if that's called anymore. Either way, five think, points. Yeah, actually, I think my friend runs it. I should know that, but yeah, I think you're right. Five <laughs> points. They they went to see um, well, what the oh, Kids Bob. <laughs> oh, really? That was tonight there. Yeah, I, I had yeah. friends that went at the Hollywood Bowl uh, yesterday or the the day before. And they were like, nice. "Yep, just like being at the weekend show." Because <laughs> I guess yeah. they, they covered uh, a couple weekend songs. I was like, "Is that I'm really sure like?" Know. It was almost yeah. unrecognizable as it should be um no they they yeah they have to change it a little bit uh but no they were going to that um so they whatever sloan was excited jen was jen was less excited um but you, when you book those tickets you don't think it's going to be fucking still 80 something degrees out 80? here in california 80 at night lucky oh yeah well, right, now, night, like right, right now like right now right now right now yeah no it was it was 98 at peak i think yeah. here today and it's going to be a hundred something on saturday yeah. um all right, uh, what's going on? So I since we talked, yeah, you've been around um, the world in eighty days. One thing, one thing we haven't talked about is I drove a Maserati Levante Trofeo. Interesting. Uh, spent a few days with it. Um, certainly a, a car. Do they, and um, <laughs> do they have? Do they have big and small motors? Do they have six and eights? What's what's even the real? They also have a hybrid, apparently. But um, this thing was one hundred and seventy seven thousand dollars so which is basically is it redesigned almost, or is it just a facelift no. like shit. minor facelift stuff okay. yeah the it's knocking on the door of the base price of an aston dbx and if you choose the the maserati over the dbx you're an absolute idiot um 
because the DBX drives wonderfully. The Maserati just, it makes loud noises. It was neat for like a second, but it is not. You could knock $100,000 off that price and be like, okay, that makes sense. Mm. I mean, that's honestly where I thought it was. I thought it was just under $100,000, like even like full tilt, like, you know, big big motor wheel option. I think the base one is 80. And this one was, the paint was $17,000. What was it? The paint. What was it? It was ugly. It was like this ugly green with like a little bit of red trim. What? Yes. Christmas Bro, ass car. This was. They sh- it pulled up and I was like, and I looked at the window sticker. Like, is it December? Like, there is no fucking way. People are paying one hundred seventy-seven thousand dollars for these. It is the thing is bananas. Well, let me ask you this: Are they doing the thing where they're just instead of ADM instead of dealer markup, they're just fucking marking up the sticker price so that. Their dealers don't look bad because it's the only who buys, like, sporty SUV that you can actually buy now that you know is in stock because nobody wants it. Yeah, they're on the lot. Yeah. I guarantee you that the type of person who's like, oh my god, I totally want a Maserati Levante Trofeo is not a car person. They just want the They're just a money person. Right. They're just a money person. And they're like, this is basically a Ferrari. That, right. That's what they say in there. This is basically a Ferrari when what they don't realize, it's basically a Jeep Grand Cherokee. Uh, come on, man. That's not fair. It is, dude. A, I mean, I don't know what it drives Cherokee, like, but come on. It's not like shared chassis or anything. Spec, it obviously has way more horsepower than a Grand Cherokee outside of like a bananas, you know, track hockey type thing. Um, it, but what are the actual similarities to a Grand Cherokee? Touch points, buttons and switches okay. and shit. Um, and then you connect, but it's blue instead of whatever, you know, the oh, really? screen is on a Jeep. Yeah, it's it's you connect. Oh my it's God. fucking. Do they call it that um, or is it in Italian? It's probably like you connect, though. <laughs> <laughs> I don't fucking know. <laughs> I got to change the title. Hold on. I got to change the title of this episode. <laughs> Give me one sec. Oh, God. You connect, though. There we go. Save that. Um, I was hoping it would be Christmas ass car, but I like. No, it was. It was actually not a like a Christmassy green. It was a weird green. I'll send you. I didn't even like share it much on Instagram. I I I didn't see it. And I, the funny thing was like, oh, I'm gonna shoot video with it in a couple days, and I forgot I only had it for three days. And like, well, we're coming to get it at nine. I'm like, oh, I gotta snap some pictures real quick. This is gonna be a written, not a video. I was like, okay. Um, And then I just spent um, a few days back east with a. Of lovely gentian blue Porsche Macan GTS, and that is very lovely. Now, what was the turbo spec? Is that correct? Like the GTS? Is I don't know. Now I turbocharged. Don't... Um, GTS. Bro, yeah, everything's turbocharged now. Yeah, I didn't do a lot of research on it, and I'll tell you why after the podcast. All right. Um, but. I spent a long weekend with the the Macan, and it was great. Um, drove really well. Nice tight package for being, you know, the entry level, uh, not the GTS, but the Macan in general. Right. Um, I just couldn't. I was hung up on the fact that this specific one was a hundred thousand dollars. Like a hundred thousand dollar Macan is fucking. I mean, I don't dude. know what those cars are normally, but I don't think you can get a Porsche for less than 
eighty-five, ninety thousand dollars now, right? Like a decent, guess so. decently equipped. Like what is? I guess so. But when the Macans first landed, weren't they, it was like, oh, cool, seventy thousand dollars Porsche. This is awesome. Let's do it. I mean, um, I, yeah. But this is eight years day. later, nine years <laughs> later, and yeah, we have war, pandemic, two, two years, two years into crazy inflation. Yeah. Like almost three. Like yeah. I, I don't think you can buy a Porsche for much less than a hundred thousand dollars now. Porsche, excuse me. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Um, uh, yeah. Um, car was cool, but yeah, there's that. Um, now I'm back on my own bullshit. I've. Um, you sell anything yet? Press car. No. Have you made but an effort? The, uh, no, I haven't. Uh, Jaguar AC is fixed and cooling hell is yeah, fixed. Hell yeah. So. It's so I, I mean, I drove it today in 100 degrees, and both were running. Um, my volts dip at at idle, which sucks. I want to because like you can hear the eight, the 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 volts come down, and you can hear like the AC compressor fan go, you know, like throw the hell in neutral and rev it. No, I just go. I put my left foot on the brake, and I and I and I bring the revs to a thousand, yeah. um, and I just sit there at the stoplight like that. That's not ideal. Um, I would love to have a car that doesn't do that, but this is the well, life we chose. That's, <laughs> that's admirable. That is, I mean, that's what we the, do. The fact that you, that, that does the trick and your shit doesn't cut off, leave you stranded, have hot start issues. Fucking knock on now, me, bro. That shit now. Right. Right. Oh shit. I just did that. Now my dog, you're fucking barking. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I just knocked on the wood. Shut up. Um, <laughs> Um, <laughs> is that Pearl or Felix or both of them? It's both. It's both. Uh, though one of our friends has an interview to adopt yeah, Felix. Buddy. Um, Told me. Hopefully they have a call on Monday, and I'm hoping it goes well. Um, so uh, Jag, cold, cold, double cold, looking good. Uh, it's good so far. Montero blows cold. That's good. I have brand new springs to go in the back of the Montero, mm -hmm. which will probably be installed before we get into the speakeasy. And then you reminded me of how hot it is in there. So I probably will scratch that anyway. <laughs> um, I'm getting the roof rack adjusted to fit the, the go fast super light V1 that is literally leaning against that fridge over there. I've got the springs. I've got shit that goes in that tent that I'm excited about. Um, I've got some just fun camping shit that I want to use and go camping. Um, it's perfect timing. Uh, I am. Well, honestly, the first time I'm going to probably use it is button willow for 24, 24 hours of lemons. Nice. When's that? Uh, end of September, which hopefully it won't be crazy hot <clears> still. <throat> it, it probably will be. Um, California doesn't really cool off until like fucking Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. Um, so, but, but to be at the track and not be like in a tent on the ground, have that. I got my Dometic fridge. I got, I, I, I have solar now, portable solar. So like this shit's coming together nice. and now I, I'm going to have those rear heavier duty springs installed to lift the back end of the Mon Montero. I think the springs are original because someone j ducked under there. They're like, have you ever played with the rebound on your, your Fox shocks? I'm like, no. And they got under there like, well, I'm not going to play with it because you only have two inches of travel. Those springs are ready to go. I'm like, yeah. All right. Ready to go right, how? We'll like they're that. rusted through? or They just look old. Like they're not really providing a lot of support. Got it. Um, the, and if they're original, that means they're 300,000 mile springs. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, the, but the new ones are in a box over there, and I'm excited to see them go. Hi, buddy. Here's Felix coming in. Yeah. Um, 
Hey. Um, so yeah, that's where I'm at on my fleet. No, I haven't moved at all on trying to sell this. Um, I've just been driving it a little bit and well, yeah, it's funny. Once you fix a few things, you're like, I guess I'm not in as much of a rush, even though I fixed the things I wanted to fix right. to sell it. Um, so fucking, I, I, I could call someone tomorrow and be like, Hey, here's a super low offer. Just take it off. And he'd probably be like, okay. And I've been tempted to do that too. Um, yeah. I mean, so that, well, I mean, I have no idea what your number is, but, uh, you know, to this one friend, it would be very low. Well, I was just going to say, I might want to be part of that conversation. Now that I got a couple pennies laying around, burning a hole in my pocket. Bro, if you want this car for a, a low, low price, <laughs> it's yours. We'll, we'll talk. This is okay. AC uh, and running cool in this weather. Those are, those are 19, luxuries. AC from 1986, though. Still. You Still. got an Audi A7, dude. <laughs> no, I have an Audi S7, motherfucker. Oh, I'm, oh, shit. I'm sorry. You know what's funny? You know why I said that? I was driving in traffic. I was behind an A7, same color as yours, had a decent stance, and the license plate was like 77-something. Oh, like, it was 77-something custom. Like, yo, this is Ron's, like, cousin. <laughs> who, like, didn't have the dough for the big dog car. I, I wanted to grab a pick. I forget where I was going. I it paid, might have been when I was driving. To be fair, I paid A7 money for my S7. But That's true. But, um, but I saw this car in traffic. I was like, this is like Ron Jr. right now. Like, this is Ron's, like, less fortunate dope. I think it was when I was driving the Taycan uh, up to the Bay Area. Uh, I'm sorry. I, this close to grabbing a pick of this car. Because it was the same It was the same color, same, obviously, generation. I'm like, I had to do a double take. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? So I have to tell a quick story of why I was so uh, quick and adamant to correct you. Because whatever, I don't give a shit. Like, you know, I didn't buy this car as a status, status symbol or anything. But, like, you know, there's a big difference between an S7 and an A7 if you're, you know, an enthusiast and, like, you enjoy driving your cars. Because I've... Meanwhile, RS, RS7 owners are like, you guys Yeah, are like, I'm not even part of that conversation. <laughs> like, you know, it's like, like I, you know, I, I bow down to RS7 owners. Yeah. But, um, and that's why there's a huge premium between S7 and RS7. But, uh, oh, yeah. anyway, I went to... What show was it? Oh, we went to the Juneteenth show at the Hollywood Bowl that our, well, our buddy and my buddy, Killer Mike, was supposed to perform at. But he got COVID that weekend and wasn't able to perform. So we ended up uh, going to the show anyway. And I think Bell Bib DeVoe uh, replaced Mike in the lineup. So we get there. Yeah, you know. We get there and we're supposed to have, you know, our VIP ticket connect. We go up to artist will call and we have no tickets and like takes him 20, 30 minutes to figure out. Uh, actually, yeah, they gave all of Killer Mike's tickets to the replacement act, and sorry, you're asked out. But my good friend Norm, what? my good friend Norm, yeah, it's totally understandable. But like, nobody told us, so we went there, right. and like, I went there. Honestly, I would have gone there no matter what because my buddy Norm basically is like, I don't know if he's director of logistics operations or what, but like, he's basically like an on-site manager at the Hollywood Bowl, and. He had hooked up uh, VIP parking, VIP valet parking, which is impossible to come by. Like, you can't buy it. Right, like, right, right. It's at the top of the top hill. Top of the yeah. hill. You go straight in through the VIP entrance. And, like, my, my cars are always waiting out front, like, first car. Like, once we, like, speed walked one day, we, like, raced the Kardashians out of a show. Another show, we raced Matt Damon out of the show. Like, fuck you. Like, I'm getting to my car first. Hey, I'm getting you, out of here I would have yelled my Boston accent. <laughs> oh, it would have been awesome. So 
you know, it's like my friends run the lot, so they totally take care I of like me. Them apples. And it's, yes. you know, it's always like a customized, like cool car, right? Whether it's a, yeah. a work car, my own car, whatever. Like, you know, they always look out for me. And um, so we're leaving the Juneteenth show, and like it's still light out when we're leaving. The show ends at like eight thirty because it's televised on CNN or some shit. And okay, uh, Zach was with me, and then his buddy Tony and we like can't leave because they've got a walking thoroughfare down the driveway that we need to exit. Uh, like we're the first car, but like we can't make a move to exit. And there's a bunch of cars behind us trying to leave. So Tony gets out very nicely. Tony's a gentleman of the highest order. Tony very calmly and respectfully asks people to just hold on to let us pull out into the driveway. And some chick just screams, it's just an eight seven. And she said it like 10 times. Like, it's just an 8-7. I don't know. Why are you trying to flex? And I was like, who's trying to flex? We're just trying to leave. We're trying to I just want to go. Just trying to leave just like you're trying to leave. I was like, all right, don't engage. Like, I don't want this chick throwing shit at my car or whatever. So right. she, she goes past. A bunch of people, a bunch of kind of people wait. So we pull out and we inch down the, the driveway past them. And actually behind them. And it took like a good couple minutes to get down to where Norm, my buddy, was. And Norm's got like the flashlight and he's got a booming authoritative voice. He's like, move, get out the way. He's like, we got cars coming through. This is a driveway. And he just like goes ham and like gets everybody out of the way. And we passed the same chick that was like making this big hullabaloo about it. it's just an A7. And we roll down the window and like now it's like the sea is parted and it's just a clear driveway and we can go straight across Highland onto the 101, which is the way we're going. And we roll down the window and it's like, actually... It's an S7, and then just downshifted and floored it, <laughs> and everybody just fucking fell out laughing. Everybody that was standing around and like saw the whole episode fell out laughing. Norm called me later, was like, "What was that about?" Like, he was like, "Oh my god, that lady was so mad." He was like, "You blew dust all over her." <laughs> he was like, "What happened?" Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. So you know, I'm not one to flex, but like. When you call me out and you're just like, "It's Justin no, that, Seven and like make a huge spectacle about it, like I'm gonna let you know. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. That's that's funny. That is awesome. I appreciate that a lot. Um, that is a perfect segue into our Instagram questions. Let me pull this up because I saved them in my photos because they were so long ago. Uh, <laughs> JD2RS, what's your favorite Swiss watch brand? What would be in your three watch collection? I don't have a favorite. Well, that's not that's a lie. Um, I'm a big. I'm not a watch guy like a lot of these other car people are watch people. I think Ron and I are kind of in the same boat. We appreciate them, right. but we're not like, oh, my God, like, you know, there's a reason we're not on these whatever. Yeah. We're not the crazy watch people for a number of reasons. Yeah. Um, money being the biggest. Yeah, let's start there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Top of the yeah, list. Start there. Uh, Omega, though. Omega, because I'm a big uh, James Bond nerd. So Omega would be number one for me. Um, but three watch collection, I would have uh, bomb ass Omega. Um, I don't I don't need a Rolex. I, I understand why people like them. I don't need them. Um, I would have uh, an Omega. And then I would actually jump over to some of the Japanese shit. And then uh, um, uh, there's a Hamilton from the movie Interstellar that I want, which is not even that expensive. Uh, any favorite watch brands? Yeah, I mean, uh, Rolex, number one. Like, you know, I've, I've had a Rolex that was gifted to me by an old boss shit, many, many years ago, 15, 17 years ago, some shit like that. And, like, I rarely wear it because it reminds me of him, and it wasn't the, the most pleasant uh, labor experience. But uh, I was rewarded for a good year, a 
better than Goodyear in 2007 with the 50th anniversary uh, Submariner. So, you know, that watch opened a lot of doors and like, you know, I, I appreciate it for what it is, even though I don't like to wear it, but I don't have papers. I do have a box. So it's like, I'll never get full. And like, I wore it like a regular ass watch. So it's dinged up and it's, you know, Hell yeah. it's got patina and I don't know, maybe I'll get back into wearing it again. But, um, uh, as far as like my three watch collection, I would have a tag Hoyer Monaco. Oh yeah. That's dope. Steve McQueen style. Um, I would probably have a Daytona, um, yeah, like cool. two tone Daytona, and yep. um, I don't know. I, I really like Bell and Ross, like as an everyday watch. Like I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just I love Bell and Ross. Recently, I've been looking at like uh, on Crown and Caliber a couple, uh, a couple different, just bang around like you know two three thousand dollar Bell and Ross watches that have nice patina, like they're already worn in. And it's like yeah, I could you know buy a new one and and do the same, but like I kind of really like the already worn in and like, you know, edges kind of burnished and like patina yeah, effect. Yeah. So if, uh, if it just reminded me of, an... go ahead. Yeah. I was just say, if I buy a watch in the, in the next few months, it'll probably be a Bell and Ross. Nice. Uh, you just reminded me of another brand I would add is a uh, Panerai. Mm-hmm. I like Panerai's. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty cool project asks, is IRS really that important for a Canyon car? Can you make a live axle handle? You can definitely make a live axle handle. So, um, I mean, if you're just carving canyons, it's fine. It's when you get into heavier duty track shit when you have to have different conversations. I don't even know if that's the case. I think it's just about the road surface itself. Like if you if you're on ACH, for example, like it's a pretty consistent, smooth surface. There's not a lot of, you know, you'll encounter rocks and shit, but just like you will in the Malibu canyons. But for the most part, at least in Southern California, like canyon cars, like. You know, if if it's an enthusiast car like my Mustang, for example, like, you know, a panhard bar and a torque arm, like, do worlds for rear interaction and keeping the rear implanted and not stepping out over rough surfaces. But I think if you're if you have a rough, bumpy track or road surface, then, yeah, IRS is unbeatable. But uh, outside of sure, outside of that, like, I don't think there's there's really not that depending on the chassis. There's really not too many limitations to a live axle setup. I agree. Uh, CNC picks our friend Leo. New GT3 RS. That's how. That's how uh, old this is. New GT3 RS. Too much or just right? What impresses you about it? I mean, it should be a wild car. I like that it's. I like that they're never Lamborghini wild. Like it's wild for Porsche. And the thing that impresses me about it is all the switches that you can do on the fly, including brake bias. And then it has fucking DRS, which is the radish. That's fucking crazy. Right. But like, how necessary is that on a street car? It's like, you know, if you're not at all. If you're serious about track performance and having a track car, like, I think a GT3 Cup car would might even be cheaper, especially with ADM and like all the associated markets. I don't think it is anymore. I don't think it is anymore. Uh, Okay, a 991 GT3 Cup car is definitely cheaper than a 992 GT3 RS. Yeah, but I I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about me. <laughs> I'm not talking about some science fucking monkey. I'm talking about guy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna force you to road car. It's a road car though, so you, it has to be a road car, right? Cup car is but different. That's what I'm story, saying. Like you know? as a road car, none of that shit makes any difference. You're not gonna fucking use DRS on fucking Angeles Crest. What are you gonna do on the fucking four? Not on Angeles Crest. Five on, on the five north. I am though. On a Tuesday. Five north. I am. <laughs> when? When? I would. I <laughs> it shit is, it's a wild, 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 wild car. No doubt about it. Right. And so 
it's all useful on the track or Nurburgring or Autobahn. Like, you know, there's no use case for 80% of the fucking technology and aero on that car in the U.S. on the street. So that's why I say right. I I, agree. I, would, I agree. I agree. I would just buy a cup car. Like, if you want real fucking arrow, you want that shit to serve its purpose on the track. Get a cup car. It's going to be cheaper. It's probably going to be cheaper to maintain, and you don't have to worry about fucking, you know, wadding your shit up and being denied an insurance claim. <laughs> um, Ultramotive, which press cars inspire the most interest from your neighbors? Uh, obviously, supercars get a lot of eyeballs. Um, I'm trying to think what recently, uh, um, honestly, people have been really interested in electrics lately, like Kia EV6s and shit, to be totally honest. Um, they're really interesting looking cars. Like, yeah, they're hard to ignore. Like they, they look different. Like, yeah. Even if they don't look yeah. exotic, they look different and futuristic. Yeah. They did a really good job with the EV6. A neighbor has one in blue and it looks really good. Um, Mein Cafe, I, I can never what? pronounce your your handle. I'm sorry, Mein Cafe, Mein Coffee Clash. I know it's coffee related. Uh, is the Benz EQE AMG 43 a real AMG? Is they're making an EQE AMG? They're applying a number to it. So I have a problem with non hand built motor AMG cars, but these are now electric cars, so it's a completely different story. So like, I have to see what this is. I mean, yeah. I didn't know this was a thing. I didn't know an EQE AMG 43 was a real AMG. So our definition of what is a real AMG is going to have to change ever since totally. they started adding like CL 53 AMGs. Like, you know, like to me for the longest time, I'm like that's not a real AMG, man. It doesn't have a five six at the end. Right. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I can't answer this without experiencing the car without understanding the differences, and I haven't done enough research on, on knowing why. So e apply the EQE AMG, I'm assuming the 43, even though they don't say that here, it says it has AMG-specific electric motors at the front and rear axles provide higher engine speeds and even more power, resulting in 677 horsepower and 738 pounds-feet of torque. So EQE is a body that I have not seen before. It looks like EQS, yeah. but... Right, trunk, and yeah. so it's their it's their E class electric, zero to sixty in three point two, one hundred thirty seven mile per hour top speed, one hundred forty nine with AMG Dynamic Plus uh, range. Do we not talk about range in an AMG electric Yo, car? Yo, but back up, back up. They, they, the, they don't the... they don't list range, horsepower and torque though. What you just said. Yeah, that opened my fucking eyes. So. Six hundred seventy-seven <laughs> horsepower and seven hundred thirty-eight pound-feet of torque. But like, so I'm gonna go ahead and say yes. <laughs> it's a real AMG. Yeah, but I mean, this shit is not attractive. Like, it is. It is every no. bit the jelly bean that the EQS is. And is it? Yeah, it's just. I mean, I don't know. If... Yeah, it's... and 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 the guy asking the que this question has an EQS. I know he does. Um, oh, yeah. Cancel the lightning order, and they're getting the EQ, uh, whatever, like the midsize, whatever the next, the electric SUV that's coming from Benz, they have mm -hmm. one of those in order too. Um, and he's also brabusing one of them, which he sent me the receipt for, and it's like a shitload of double, money. Just um, double your sticker. But I, I think it's really interesting that in all of the technology and performance data there, yeah, I'm, I'm reading again. 
but nowhere do they list range. So it's like <laughs> an AMG. It's like an AMG performance model where range is thrown out the window. So I can appreciate yeah. that to some degree, but it's like it's kind of defeating. I mean, the purpose. it'll be north of two hundred, so like, that'll be fine. You assume, but the fact that they don't, I, I sure the fact that they don't even mention it tells me that it's going to be dangerously close to being below that. So, nah, nah. We'll see. It's bands. They'll figure it out. It's not attractive, though, so I don't know. No, it's not. Like Taylor356 asks, perfect one-car EV and gas garage. I've said this before, actually. My perfect two... Two, two, so basically a two-car garage, yep. um, if I had to buy brand-new cars and I, had the, and I had the money for it, would be a Porsche um, Taycan wagon, uh, Turbo S, and then a Defender 110 V8. That'd be my perfect hmm. two-car garage. Yeah. I'd go Rivian R1T. Mm-hmm. And hmm, maybe AMG GT sixty three, the the nice, Good choice. Yeah, good choice. Uh, Clark's man, no question. Just saying, had a blast drinking, talking car shit, and hearing about the journalist biz. This was at Autopia, so this is how long ago that was. Um, very. This is the dude who designed the gauges for the Tesla Honda. So that guy's oh, awesome. Nice. Uh, the Keckles, as a young, inexperienced driver, should I go for a GR86 or a Veloster N as a new only car? Um, so new inexperienced driver, um, both are great for the task at hand. Veloster is a little, I don't want to say one safer than the other. The GR86 will be a greater lesson overall in car control. Sure. Um, if you keep traction control on both you're going to be fine like neither one of them is good. like gonna, it's it's not like you're hopping into a fucking you know corvette a brand new corvette yeah. um veloster n honestly i think the veloster n is more fun than the gr86 the veloster n fucking rips mm-hmm. uh gr86 is a blast for what it is veloster n is also probably a little bit nicer inside too but it has that goofy gimmicky door which i'm over um but it also has a little bit more room inside. So it really, but you're young, you want to have the fun rear wheel drive drift hill car. Um, I could go both ways on this right now. My heart says, honestly, the Hyundai is the better car. So I don't know. You're much more qualified to answer that question, but um, I would probably lean towards the FRS or BRZ because I don't think you can get that much trouble with those things. Like you said, leave. Track control right. on. You're not going to get that much trouble. And yeah. you'll learn rear wheel drive dynamics, which are always helpful. And it's like a dwindling, you know, segment of the automotive population. So, you know, go out there, have fun, like have a throwback experience. And then I would just say do like a, like a track day or like a like something an with instruction day. exactly with an with an yeah. instructor to teach you car control to help you learn the limits of your car so that you're not finding them on the street. Yes, def a hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, and then um, I know oh, fuck. You told me what this stands for, and now I totally forget. Shit, uh, CD NMR two V six. I you told me, and I'm so sorry. And it all made sense when he said it, but I forget it now because I've had a few tequilas. How about the changes to EV tax credit on U.S. built on U.S. built EVs? Get it now. Um, the changes that should go in effect next year are still being kind of massaged, oddly enough, because the way they're written now, like 
a bunch of stuff isn't even going to qualify um, because of how where where things are assembled. Um, my dog is dropping a bone behind okay. me, which is really it's okay. fucking it's loud. It's okay. It's both okay. Both in here. <laughs> um, it's okay. Jesus Christ. Leave him alone. That was, that, <laughs> that was that ineffective. That throw was my fault. Whatever you There's just did was totally ineffective. I know. <laughs> yep, but he picked it up. Felix, can you take that and get it out of here, buddy? Thanks, pal. Thanks. Thanks, buddy. Um, and uh, <laughs> motherfuckers. Um so the tax credits, um, it's it's going to be an evolving thing, but um, I mean, I think the heart is in the right place for the, the, the way the law has been changed and it's opening up and they want to get more people in the car. So we'll see what happens. And it's going to force the hands of automakers to develop a lot more shit here in the States, which is always, you know, a potentially good thing too. Uh, I'm not a lockdown nationalist where I don't believe in the global economy, but uh, I also think that American people need jobs and so... I think that's a, a, a good thing. You know, you got to balance it out. Um, you also have thoughts on recent Dodge announcements. I don't give a shit about the Hornet name being put. You're shaking your head. There's I don't care. so much. There's like, bro, give us a break. Like one week. Well, all, like, the, all, all the, the announcements. Yeah, yeah. This, so the, when, this was, when this question was asked, it was literally probably just the EV charger right. concept and the Hornet. And now we have... The Challenger Shakedown, the Charger Super B, and then five more to come. Bro, I don't even know seven about all that. What is the Shakedown? Uh, the chal- so Dodge is doing seven last call uh, vehicles. Yeah, I did hear the- about that. Yeah. Yeah. But what is so that? So the, sh- the Challenger Shake, each one is going to be a limited run. Challenger Shakedown, they're building a thousand of them. 500 narrow body, 500 wide, wide bodies based on our uh, Challenger RTs. And they, it's ba- this one's just basically appearance package. Um, the Charger Super B, 500, uh, it's, this one's based on the Scat Pack, mm-hmm. and it's, it's 500 narrow body, 500 watt wide body. It's appearance again, but now they get drag radials, <laughs> okay. which is pretty sick. And then these are the first two of the final seven, the last call. So I don't know. I'll- I'll say this, like there was a lot like, you know, between the Hornet and the Charger EV, which is also the stupidest name. Like it makes sense, you know, to continue the nameplate. Yes, but not as an EV. Like I know, like it's super confusing because there's a Banshee mention in there as well. Like it's like, is that a trim the level Banshee or is that going to be the propulsion? The no, it's car? the propulsion system. Come on, bro. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? It's Dodge. Like, I'm you a gotta, fucking Dodge, Dodge fan. I'm a SRT fan. Like I, honestly, nah, I am. Come on, we're Ford fans. We're I'm, Ford fans. I'm every. I'm a fan of everybody. Like honestly, if I were to buy, if I were to buy a new car, if I were to buy a new car, it would be a Hellcat Red Eye Wide Body Charger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I were to I buy know. any new car in the next year, so Banshee is the name of the propulsion get the fuck system. Fuck out of here on the concept car. Just call it that because. Farrah made a good point. Like, I think it was on the, the Spikes Car Radio podcast last week. He was just like, do you know how confusing it's going to be when people try and char- try and search Charger EV or EV Charger? Like, That's a really good point. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's, that's, that's so discouraging. So it's Banshee, so they just called it the Banshee. Right, 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 right. Right. So, so Banshee is the name of the 800-volt propulsion system. The crazy thing is, is they're, they're claiming... They have developed an exhaust system 
This is what I want to right, know so right. much more about. Musto so explained it to me. And, you does know, he get I the know, whole download on yeah, it? Yeah, he did. And I don't he think explained he it to me. He did. Because he, like, he reposted. You know, saying he's, they tight, do. he's tight with the Dodge Voice. I know he's he like, is. It's exhaust. It's not manufactured sound. It's exhaust. But it's like right. it's not a speaker. Fed, fed through a vortex generator and it multiplies. Get so, the fuck out of here with that shit, too. No, no, no. See, here's what he's I believe he's it's getting real, fed the same noise. bullshit. Right. He's getting fed the same bullshit that they're feeding people. I want to know. I want Jason Fenske from Engineering Explained to be like, "This is how the exhaust sure, works." Sure. Yeah. Not, not, not whatever PR person, yeah. and I would never discount Musto because he's he knows. Right. But someone at Dodge is like, "Yo, it really works. It does this." And Musto's enthusiastic. He's like, "Hell yeah, that's awesome." Um, whereas Jason it's Fenske awesome would be like, "All right, relatively," but I don't. Right. I don't need that. I don't need this. Even if it's, it's a real, even if it's a real sound, it's like the exhaust fans from the batteries. It's like the cooling exhaust fans are fed through like a vortex generator that alter the sound and make it audible and make it cool and give it this pitch. Fuck all that. But shit. did you hear like, how loud they made it? Yeah, it's like they, that's manufactured. Like there's no way that's just fucking. But they made it the same decibel amplified. count as a Hellcat. Right, but without the bass. Like it's just like yeah, oh, yeah noise. no bass. It's just no like. <laughs> yeah exactly and i mean the car um, honestly the car looks really conservative too like it's not like super aggressive and muscular like i feel like it's very i think it looks to, like a futuristic charger i don't feel like it looks i think it looks retro futuristic i don't think it, it oh yeah, yeah no no i agree I, with that i, I, I agree with think, that i don't think it's like a leap forward and it's like the charger no, of the future no, no, no. like you know you, no you i love the taillight treatment there's yeah. there's elements of it that i really appreciate but if you look back, I, I want to say in like 2000, 2002, somewhere in there, there was like a Charger concept that was just as handsome and it looked maybe even more modern than, than this current concept. Mm. And like, I don't know. I mean, I feel like that's what it's going to look like and that's fine. Like it, it's totally cool and it's going to find a customer base and everything will be fine at Dodge. But uh, I, feel, right. I feel like... Every every car manufacturer has to pull an audible now. It's like we don't have the auto shows to rely on well, for product debut. So Dodge. everybody's doing it their own way. But like that Speed Week or whatever they called it, where they just fucking hammered you fucking day after day with new shit, and it's just like it's just hard to to retain all that shit and like really yeah. get enthusiastic about it. But I like again, like I know they're coming with seven special editions for the final year of the Hellcats and the current Charger and Challenger, right? I'm a customer. I am, I am going, I'm almost certainly going to buy one of those cars and like spec it out everything. Cause like the, the warranty is up on my Audi in August of next year. So next spring I'm ordering a car, right? Yeah. I want a new car with a warranty and I'll probably order, like I said, a wide body Hellcat, red eye charger like i i feel like that's a car for me even though the fucking body style has been out for 15 years like it's it's just something that i think i would enjoy and have fun with for a year or two but you would you definitely would they are doing everything they can to alienate people like me it's just like it's just too much information there's too many special editions there's just too many goddamn options it's like dude just keep talking about keep talking about this because i just got to double check a noise i heard out there. <laughs> personally i feel like the jailbreak editions like is where they should have left it. Like let you order whatever crazy color caliper interior combination you want and call it a day. Like the release of all these special editions with, 
I don't even know what that entails. Like, I don't even know what these special editions offer or include. But like, I just want jailbreak they're, they're options. Let different. me just make they're it. They're all going to be different. A jailbreak is brilliant. Jailbreak is yeah. brilliant. I heard you say that as I was walking out. Yeah, but no, the the. All these last call cars also get a plaque under the hood, which says it's like one of these, which all the the boomers who buy them are going to be like, you see the plaque under the hood? <laughs> so that's going to yeah, like, how embarrassing, Jackson. how embarrassing yeah. is this? I'm going to order a Dodge Charger SRT Hellcat Red Eye Wide Body Jailbreak. A car with seven fucking names? Are you fucking kidding me? I mean, that's my number, but god damn. I literally, there's a video that's live on AutoTrader right now, today, where I'm talking about the latest, the number two of the seven, and I go, I what the fuck did I say? I was like, if the narrowbody Dodge Charger Scat Pack Super B. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Or the Dodge Charger Scat Pack Wide Body Super B. Blah, blah, blah. That's a lot to say. Like, I, I literally say that in the video. It's fucking stupid. Yeah. It's silliness. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with but you. I still won't. Because uh, 800 horsepower, <laughs> 800 supercharged V8 horsepower in a sedan that I can fit fucking 12-inch yeah. wide wheels in the front and 13s in the rear, that fucking does it for me. I don't give a fuck. Like, what that says no, about me, you. I'm doing it. I want that. It's nasty. It's 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 the hot nasty. Uh, walk and talk. When are you doing a brewery tour of California? I, I think I've been doing that my whole life, my friend. Um, <laughs> I've been to a lot of places. Mike Cervantes, Photog, uh, and also walk and talk. If you have specific ones, I should hit. Send them. Uh, Mike Cervantes, Photog. When you do? When are you going full bro overlander monta bro? I'm working on it. Yeah. I'm, I'm well in, on your I'm way. I am a gorilla in the midst of the overland space. Um, <laughs> this is not where I thought I would be. I now own solar panels. I own a fucking tent. I have a fridge. I have a water jug coming. I'm getting an an, uh, an awning. It's. I, I'm now looking at electric lockers. <laughs> um, so I am. I am in it. I need to sell this dumb fuck to make room for that dumb fuck. Uh, and the other day I tried to get the Montero it into fit, the. Does it? Like no, so garage. I tried to pull it in the garage. I was like, I backed it up as close as I could, saw how much I needed, and I wanted to see if I could deflate the tires far enough to get it in, and I couldn't even get close. So I deflated all four tires, and then I had to just fill them back up. I was like, God damn it. <laughs> so annoying. Um, but I have an air compressor too, so I could fill those tires right back up. <laughs> so dumb. Um that was all the questions I had tonight. Uh, oh, we got about an hour about, about yeah, out yeah. of this too, which is good. Um, that's all I've got for this evening because I didn't prepare because I'm terrible at everything I do. Um, I think that was a, a lively discussion. Yeah, I think that was pretty good with the dogs. Felix, get your fucking snout out of there, please, buddy. Hey, um, Ron, tell everybody where they can find you online. 777 style on Instagram and I think that even on Facebook, but I don't do Twitter, but uh, yeah, Good. that's where you can find me. Sweet. I, I, uh, I just I'm... realized the other day that I have seven followers on my YouTube channel. Congratulations. Yeah. I'm, Keep it there. That, that's what Cut I'm saying. Off. Like if anybody tries to, to follow me, I'm just going to start deleting we can it. Like, get, only the first unless we can get No, unless we can get 70 more to jump <laughs> right. into 77. Right. And then close it. Seven hundred needs seven hundred more. Yeah, yeah. Um, that'd be fucking awesome if we could plan that out so it happened that way. <laughs> uh, 
If we could get your channel to 770 followers and then like block it. Yeah. Uh, I'm Hooniverse Jeff everywhere. I just had a reel go viral on Instagram. God it damn, it had like almost thing. over a million fucking. It's like one. No, it's like one and a half. Yeah. Um, Are you getting paid? Are you getting paid? <laughs> no. What? I think it's Why made. Six, I think it's made like a hundred bucks. I don't know. No, yeah, no, bro. Uh, one point five million. You should be. You should be at over not a thousand bucks. Not on Instagram. Yes, not on, on Instagram, Instagram, bro. Not for me. I don't think I have access to those accounts. No, man. If, um, if you're monetizing and they're promoting, you should a, a million plays should be like a thousand twelve hundred bucks. I've already made like seven hundred bucks, and I have I've not had a real do more than thirty thousand views. It should, but I don't. I might not have the right right boxes checked. Yeah, you need to um, look into that. <laughs> I, I want to repackage my dash cam Karen put video. It out again? Yeah. Yeah, into a reel and see what that. Does. Yeah, Vin Vin posted it. Recently. <laughs> I'm too lazy, um, man. That's awesome. um, thank you for listening to episode 342, uh, and we will try to get back on schedule. I promise. Things should as the as it cools down out here, we'll be back on track. Um, so it's until too then, hot to podcast. Uh, it's too fucking hot for this bullshit. This garage. This is what I'm working with. I have this little fan right here. The AC's in there. It's not in there. Fucking. Whatever. Meanwhile, okay. uh, yeah. Congrats on the new place. I'm stopping recording. Oh, yeah. <laughs>